<coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children over the age of 21, it's the Hot Nation USA podcast. She needs premium, dude. Premium! Dude! So, welcome to the Hot Nation USA podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're doing Simpsons references now. Can I do that the entire episode? E- no. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no. But maybe. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to do it anyways, just yeah. out of instinct. Yeah, you don't have to ask my permission. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to do it anyways. Right. So, I wasn't really asking. I was more telling you in a nice way. Sure, sure, sure. this is what was going to happen. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, obviously, Sam's away, so the cats are going to play again. That is true. <laughs> He's out watching the salmon of Capistrano. Yes. So, that means we get to have uh, goof around goof boy time. That's right. So, <laughs> so who is we? Uh, who is we? Well, I'm Steve. And I'm Adam. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But what I am going to ask you is a little more metaphysical man. I want to know, do you ever think about how when we record the podcast, it doesn't matter when we record it, it only matters when people hear it? Cosmic. Right. Cosmic. Righteous. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, that, that kind of turned into a Spicoli there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not Snake at all. No, nah, you just got to ride the wave again. That's all. <laughs> just go with it. That was my skull. <laughs> so, for this evening's episode, uh, without Sam, the boys are allowed to uh, run a little wild tonight. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to run wild like honeybees. Like honeybees? Like honeybees. So Wow, this- that's pretty interesting that you would use that comparison, being that... This Saturday, the the 19th of August, is National Honeybee Day. If only we had some way we could celebrate that. How could we celebrate National Honeybee Day? You know what? What's that? I got me an idea. How's that? Let's let's take our craft beer podcast. Okay. Let's go outside the normal bounds a little bit. All right. Let's celebrate our twin cousin, Mead. Ah, interestingly, you called it the cousin... Twin cousin? Twin cousin? Well, what I'm actually going to tell you, and we'll find out more in segment two, is we're going to do history of Mead. Twins, Basil? Twins? It's more father. Aww. Yeah. (laughs) That was an Austin Powers reference. It went right over you. No, I got it, but it's wrong because Mead is the father of everything. Well, I liked it. Well, that's fine. It would have worked had you been right. <laughs> so before before we get into the true blue history of, of mead, we should probably explain what it actually is for those that aren't familiar with what mead is rather than some sort of medieval, medieval drink. Mm-hmm. So what mead is, is it's very similar to beer, as Adam was alluding incorrectly to. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, mead is very basic in that it's made with three simple ingredients. Water, honey, and yeast. So that that evil little wheat or grain is gone. The grain, the barley. Well, there actually can there are instances of using grain and barley in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can you can add fruits, grains, barley, uh, and even hops. Yes, I have seen hopped meads before. Right. So you can add you can add all those things in, but the very basis of mead is honey and water. In fact, in order for it to be classified as mead. The sugars have to represent 51% coming from honey. Okay. All right. yeah. Similar to last week's episode when the classic definition of a wheat beer was you had to have at least 51% of the grain bill be wheat. Exactly. So this time around, it is not wheat. It is it honey. Is, it is honey. 
Yes. Well then. Yeah. That's a good. So there you go. That's a good <laughs> basis for what we're starting with uh, to celebrate this. I believe it's time we celebrate with some mead. Let's bring out our first one. Yes, and our first one is actually from one of our local meaderies in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Is it Carnegie or Carnegie? You can do whatever. <laughs> I've been yelling. It's I. We all call it Carnegie. Yeah. But it would be Carnegie Hall in New York. Right. Yeah. But, but we all do at Carnegie because that's where he had his start here. And well, I mean, they're both connected to him, to the yeah. same guy, Andrew right, Carnegie. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, they're both connected. It's just, I think our accents say Carnegie, and New York accents say Carnegie. Carnegie. So it's kind of funny because uh, the History Channel had a, a small series, The Men Who Built... I think it was the men who built America. Uh-huh. It was a four-point four-part miniseries. Yeah, and they had a large portion that talked about Carnegie. But every time the narrator talked about him, it was Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie, and it yeah. pissed me off something fierce. It might be one of those things that we're wrong about. I don't really care. I want to get to the meat though. <laughs> Let's do that. So this is actually a watershed moment for the show because this is the first time that we are using a corkscrew. Yes. To open our drink. Yes, we're we're not going to hear the bottle cap come we, off. No, no cap, no, no can opener. So please bear with me, because quite honestly, I am not very good when it comes to. Now, did you tell us what metery this is coming from? This is the... we just we just said it was coming out of Carnegie, yeah. and then went on a tirade. We did. This is uh, the Apis metery. Yes, uh, they're one of the OGs here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we've mentioned them a number of times before in the past. Yes, and right. uh, you're bound to see them. Opa! So yes, Apis Meadery is one of the uh, gold standards around Pittsburgh. That you're going to see them pretty much at every beer fest, almost. A lot of the craft beer pubs and restaurants, yeah, yeah. things like that. They they usually have a, a tap or a bottle available. A lot of the cra- uh, a lot of the breweries. Yes, I know uh, Insurrection, mm-hmm. uh, Mindful Brewing. They always have have uh, Apis there available. Uh, yeah, Cobble House, as we visited, they do both Apis and uh, Kingview, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, n- number of places around Pittsburgh that you will find mead. How fancy does that sound pouring out? I mean, holy bananas. <laughs> Listen to this again. So, uh, while you're pouring that, what uh, what are what kind of mead are we looking at here? This is a sweet and dry mead. Okay. Uh, the particular flavor that we're doing is one of their staples. Uh actually talked with one of their uh, I don't know what their not brewmasters but mead masters I guess okay talking with him this is one of their staples mm-hmm. um, this is one of their their go-to's uh, this is their raspberry blackberry mead okay so it's obviously got raspberry and blackberry flavoring to it it's quite interesting I actually went down to the the uh, the mead house or the meadery uh-huh. um, and t- took a look at their uh, options available down there yeah and they have a hell of a selection down there I'm sure. I've had a, uh, I've had a number of things by them, including uh, a habanero mead. That was one that they had there. They had a mango habanero mead yeah. uh, on tap, ready to go for you. Yeah, that one's fantastic. Yeah. Is there a ABV on this? There is. It is a nice, tidy 10. Okay. That's so Two handfuls worth of ABVs. Uh, yes. So uh, one of the other common characteristics of mead is that it's usually in higher alcohol percentage. This is much more like a wine. Yes. So we're going to find this possibly throughout the night. We'll, we'll see what the other ones come, right. come up with. Now, unfortunately, I do not have the, uh, the uneducated of a tongue when it comes to wine and meads as it does to beers. Well, see, I think Both mead. Foreign. Yeah, I think mead is going to lend itself a little better to us as beer drinkers than wines would. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. So with this, this is uh, 
it, if somebody poured this and you didn't tell them anything, you would think it was kind of a red wine. Yeah. Uh, it's a little lighter than most dark red wines, mm-hmm. but it's darker than a rosé. It actually is cranberry in color. Yeah. Is what I'm going to go with. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, we usually talk about how, uh, head, head attenuation and things. Not mm-hmm. every mead is carbonated, but some are. Correct. This so, one is not. No, this one is coming right out of a wine bottle. It's much more classic and present, presented as a wine rather than mm-hmm. uh, a beer adjacent. Right. The uh, the nose on this is very fruitful. Yeah, it's incredibly fruity. Very I'm, sweet. I, I can definitely pick out both the raspberry and the blackberry v- very easily. Yeah, I yeah I get the raspberry right up front. No mm-hmm. problem. I I'm going to drink it. Me too. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's smooth. Yeah. Now... We've never gotten into this, but I am not a wine drinker at all. Right. But I am a mead drinker. <laughs> so I am not really a wine drinker either. I, I not that I have anything against it. Yeah. I just don't drink wine because when there when there's wine, usually there's beer. Right. So I'm just gonna go with beer. Right. I know beer. I don't know wine. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I get terrible hangovers from wine. But <laughs> mead, a okay. And this and this one is. More than A-OK. Yeah, it's really good. I am liking this. It is so smooth. Now, you said this was supposed to be dry? Yes. Okay, I'm not getting a whole lot of dryness on it. I'm getting a little bit on the tongue. Not Mm -hmm. like some of the the beers that we've had in the Mm -hmm. past on here, where it was just sandpaper in the desert. Yeah, and uh, dryness among mead may be different. Correct. Correct. But yeah, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to pour a little more. (laughs) Now, hold on. Don't Don't get too rowdy. We still got two more to go with. Segment three is going to be a roller coaster. I'm telling you <laughs> right now. Very fruitful. You taste all. You taste all the berry flavors mm-hmm. all the way through. I'm gonna get riled up, and it, it finishes really well. It does. Yeah, you cannot go wrong with this thing. This one might be. This might be a good way to introduce somebody to drinking of alcohol. Okay. Yeah. This is. <laughs> This is a lot better than bum wine. Right. <laughs> For, if somebody's drinking some garbage like Mad Dog or Boone's Farm. Right. This, well, is, this is a lot better because, yeah, that's the other thing. I'm not getting a big boozy flavor. Right. And that's something that I, I in my younger days, mm-hmm. uh, I had friends that they didn't drink. Um, for no other reason than they didn't like the taste, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine. They're, they're able to have that opinion. Um, but if I had known about Mead's, and particularly Apis, well, back in that day, Apis didn't exist. Right. Uh, this is definitely a direction I would have sent them. Hey, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you don't just simply don't like the taste, try this. Right, right. This is, yeah, this is definitely entrance exam kind of stuff. Yes. Uh, it's And that's not an insult. No, absolutely not. I wish this was around. I grew up drinking Boone's Farm like an idiot. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> Plus, that stuff's only 4%. Right. <laughs> much, I much would have had, I much would have rather had... A honey wine right. that is very refreshing, very fruitful, not harsh on the aftertaste at all, not boozy and disgusting. Can we just shorten that to good? Yeah, just good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sing its praises, but yeah. Uh, but in a lot of ways, this is kind of like candy. This mm-hmm. is candy booze. <laughs> candy booze. Yeah. yeah. So while we're drinking on our candy, candy booze, candy booze, candy booze. Let's call it candy booze. Yes. Uh, let's talk about what we've been up to in the last week. Okay. Mead is covered as part of the home, American Home Brewers Association. Yes. But so it was beer. <laughs> yes, it is. And uh, we were at a local home brewers competition this week. We were in in one of uh, my favorite local watering holes, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick's Pub in Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, yes. 
I like going there. They always have they have good food. They have a great beer selection. Absolutely. Uh, but that uh, that night was a little bit different. Um, there is a a monthly beer tasting group that meets there. Um, a little beer tasting group is the name of the group. Yes. And what they usually do is they'll get together and they'll have I think it's six or seven beers that they'll they'll have a tasting for. Uh, sometimes they'll bring in distributors, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll they'll walk through different styles, different beers. But this last meeting was the homebrew competition. This is their third annual homebrew competition where some of their members um, bring their beer in, mm-hmm. share it with the group, and it's just a very friendly competition. Myself, I was able to participate. Now that's a hell of a way to make an entrance. First time I'd ever been there. So what do I do? I bring beer. That's I. Uh, hey, I think that's a good way to introduce yourself yes. to people. <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> I did not make any enemies enemies making that move. No, I don't think so, being there was a good beer. It I mean, was. I guess maybe if you brought bad beer, you'd right. introduce yourself and make some enemies that way. Right, <laughs> and, and that was the nice thing was everybody had a good beer. Yeah, there was seven beers that... Well, there were seven beers in competition that night, and then there were two more bonus beers, but all nine of them that night were all good. Right, yeah, there wasn't a stinker in the group. No, no, and I think... I think that I really like that kind of set up that's something we haven't been to before where it's just a little small insular community yes yes and and i really enjoyed it because you could tell it was basically a big group of friends yeah and every there was banter all over the place everybody was helping each other out everybody was you know everybody was you know jerking each other's chain a little bit yeah 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 banter yeah but at the end of the day everybody was there for the same thing to have a good fun evening yeah have a good fun evening and enjoy each other's beer uh, like you said before, this is both our first time yes. at a little beer tasting group. And as you said, this was their homebrew competition. Their their usual meetings though just take from the taps at Pat's or they're not they're not all necessarily homebrews, but I guess you can also bring homebrews yes. to yes. share any time that and, they meet. And I know that the a few of the past winners of the competition have gone on to or are currently looking into uh, opening their own brewery. Absolutely. <laughs> and so that, that means that there is some pretty high competition there. And there was some good competition there. There was there good was competition some there. some damn fine beers. Apparently one of the past winners was Scott Mills, the head brewer down at Cobble House. Yeah. You know, we I neither of us knew that. Right. When we found out about that. We're like, oh, <laughs> hey, I guess we're in good company. Yeah, exactly. We've already, you know, we've already been down there. So it was it was very good to go down there, talk shop with other home brewers, mm-hmm. uh, just talk shop with other beer drinkers. Yeah, uh, I think two of the participants this uh, year that you know we met and kind of talked to a little bit. Uh, Matt is part of the Twisted Spoon Brewery, which is looking to open eventually. Yes, and then the the winner Tom he is also looking to open his own brewery mm-hmm. at some point so there there is some some cachet in this group yes yes so it was it was honestly kind of a little bit intimidating to be up against those guys but it was good to it was good to have some friendly competition with those guys i mean you say that but we've got, we went up against Jake Beer from Mexican Moor Streets. True. And we didn't, I mean, at that time, we didn't know he was going to open a brewery. Right. He wasn't right. on his way to open a brewery. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he smoked us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He smoked us at that wiggle competition. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, I mean, it, I'll, I'll be there next month. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, I'm goal. definitely looking forward to being there next month. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be back in October because I think I'll have a beer ready for then do we want to talk about that or we want to no, no okay. i'm not gonna no nah, i'm not gonna reveal any of my secrets yet but nice 
Yeah, I, nice. I, I plan on being there to. I, I want to introduce some homebrews to other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, di- I didn't get a chance to. I didn't get a chance to compete like you did. You got to bring it, right? You, because now you know what you know, what people are expecting, what people see. Mm-hmm. You got to bring it now. Yeah, I, I want to show. I want to show off a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> I don't know nothing about nothing. Save it for the other show. <laughs> Save it for the show. <laughs> Save it for the other show. It's months away. <laughs> I'll put it on the schedule. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a really great that's a really great thing, and I think uh, again, this is a little beer tasting group, and it's run by Christine Spann. Yes. She had her own. Uh, she had another tasting group before called Brewmasters. In, okay. In downtown Pittsburgh, and eventually she just from circumstances and everything, she found herself in Moon, and now runs this. Well, I'm glad she found herself in Moon. Yeah. Uh, but I think in the future we may have her on as a guest to talk about how she came about, you know, doing this. That would be awesome because that's something that people don't necessarily understand or recognize no. what it takes to run those groups. Right, and I, I think it might be helpful for others who are maybe looking to start their own. Right. Obviously, Pat's has a, you know, maximum occupancy. Right. <laughs> and it's not great for everybody to drive from, you know, wherever they are to Moon. Right. But if they're looking to start their own, maybe she, uh, she'll come on and help you out. I like so, that. I like that. That's another future episode, something to look forward to. I like how we're just building episodes here. I think it's In good. the middle of an episode. Yeah, build episodes <laughs> in the middle of an episode. Give people something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> These are teasers, Adam. Set the hook. Yeah. Uh, so let's finish up this segment with uh, just a little bit of news. Sure. Uh, there were two big brewery purchases that have occurred recently or uh, also in motion to occur. Yes. Yes. Uh, the first one was Sapporo, the Japanese beer company. You know, I've never actually had any of their beers. Really? Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't have a grudge against them. Uh, I mean, I, I've had Sapporo before. It's pretty average. It's, I'm right. not, you know, I, I like it better than some of our macros. Yeah, that's I not really saying much. Yeah, I think it's better than Kirin. Okay. Which is uh, like a more of a light beer. Yeah. That's much more of a Japanese Miller Light. That I don't care for that one at all. <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, anyway, they have uh, put in uh, put into motion to buy Anchor Brewing out of San Francisco. Oh, okay. And uh, for those of you who may may or may not know, Anchor Brewing is touted themselves as the first craft brewery, first and oldest craft brewery in America. So can they still maintain that title anymore? I'm not quite sure. Because Sapporo is obviously in the U.S. market. Yeah. But... I would have to look into ownership of Sapporo and you would have I mean again following the cra- the Brewers Association rules right. you would have to look into how many barrels Sapporo produces and you would have to look into their own ownership right so does Sapporo follow into the craft beer rules right who knows I'm not I'm not quite sure about that I do know that they're purchasing Anchor for 85 million that's it yeah that seems pretty light seems kind of light um that seems really light I know part of that deal is Anchor does have a distillery. Okay. And that's not part of the deal. Oh, all right. Yeah, the distillery that makes their gin is going to be separated from that deal. All right. So, Sapporo so, is just going to maintain uh, the brewery, though. So, the Anchor distillery is still independent yeah. and independently owned by whoever. Well, that's going to become its own are. company. Right, yeah. right. Okay. It may, it may change name. I'm not positive. What about the other one? You said there were two. The other one was there's another brewery out of San Francisco. I uh, called the Magnolia Brewing Company. San Francisco is not having a good week this week, are they? I guess I don't know what's happening. Um, but uh, Magnolia went out of business. Or, okay. Well, not out of business, but they went bankrupt. Right. 
And so now they're being purchased by a kind of a conglomeration of New Belgium Brewing and an actual Belgian brewery <laughs> uh, by the name of Old Beer Cell. I'm curious how that works. How, how did New Belgium get in contact or how did the, that Belgian company get a hold of New Belgium? Uh, I'm not sure about I, how all that comes together, but it, it, I mean, it's very similar to what we saw with Southern Tier and Victory coming together to far, form their own thing. Yeah, where they're they're sort of a not a co-op, but they're a a concern. I don't concern, know. Concern, <laughs> yeah, whatever it may be. But yeah. I mean, it's they're still they still fall under that craft brewery designation, though. I assume so. Yeah, and uh, it's also similar to how uh, Duvel owns the Morgat Duvel. Yeah, company they yeah. own Omagong and everything. All right, despite you know not being an American company, and I think just this is just an example of uh, craft brewers not wanting other companies to die off. Which I get that. Yeah, that's not unlike uh, when the Boston Beer Company was willing to uh, distribute, distribute hops. hops. Yeah, yeah, because there was a hop shortage. Well, we can't you know deprive the American people of beer. Right. Have some hops. Keep keep your doors open. Yeah, keep your doors open. And I think that's very, kind of similar with what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 original owner of Magnolia is going to stay on as a employee of the brewery. Okay. And they're bringing in a new brewmaster, ah, who was actually the founder of Elysian. Oh, okay. So this place is starting to get some pedigree behind it. Right. Now, if, and if you remember, Elysian has been since sold. Right. To one of the higher, uh, one of the bigger macros. Right. So yeah, but uh, Magnolia was only uh, Magnolia was bought for two point seven million. That's it, dude. We can go together and go buy one. <laughs> we can buy it. Yeah, let's go. Let's 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 go to PNC Bank. Let's go get us a loan. Okay. Let's go buy a brewery. We can put a triple mortgage on the house. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sam's not here. We can just use his place. The monthly payments work out to about ninety thousand. Not that you've done the math or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you Ghostbuster references. You're just missing them all. I did miss that one. What was that one? That's the one where they uh, uh, run a third mortgage on Stance's uh, farmhouse that he grew up in. Totally missed it. Yeah. Totally missed it. Yeah, they're coming out of the bank, and he's panicking over the payments. Egon does the calculation. Oh. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, oh, well. (laughs) Sorry. I was too busy watching Days of Thunder instead. Mm -mm. No, I was. No, I'm just saying don't watch Days of Thunder. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're in the NASCAR. My bad. I grew up on that. In, ge- in general, I don't suggest that to people. <laughs> <laughs> it is obviously not a cinematic masterpiece by no. any stretch of the imagination. You know how ridiculously large those transmissions would have to be with all the gears? How many times they shift gears? 8,000 times in a lap? It's an awful movie. I wouldn't suggest Days of Thunder to people, but I would suggest this Ape is Me. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost as smooth of a transition as... Nothing. That was terrible. That yeah. was an awful transition. <laughs> what is not yes, terrible that was... is this Apis Mead. Okay, see, when I swing the sledgehammer to change subjects, <laughs> you don't swing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought I, could, I thought I could outdo you. No, no. I did not. <laughs> but yes, uh, back to this Apis Mead. How are you enjoying it? I already did enjoy it. Yeah. You it, know what? It's a big your, bottle. Your cup is gone. Yeah, it's a big bottle, but you know we still have two more to go. You're not my doctor. <laughs> no, I'm my own doctor, though. <laughs> I find this very agreeable yeah. with my inclinations towards booze and yeah. beer drinking and mead drinking and any kind of wine drinking. I honestly don't see any drawbacks on this. No, I don't either. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And I guess it's really up to the next two meads to top it. <laughs> right now, this is the Cadillac. 
Yeah. This is the gold standard. Yeah. So those other two got their work cut out for them. Absolutely. So, so happy what, National Honeybee Day. <laughs> what do you it's say? It's off to a good start. What do you say we take a break and check another one in segment two? Uh, yes, we will. And we'll come back in segment two with a little bit of mead history. See you then. Welcome back, Hop Nation. It's segment two. Sure news premium, dude. That's the only one you know? That's the only one I know right now, off the top of my head. Mm. All right. We'll just have to uh, have you bone up on your Simpsons references. Yeah. And we'll get better at it. S- Snake was never my strong suit. Okay. I, I will willfully admit that. All right. It was never my strong suit. That's my... That's, He's my go-to. I like him. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bad character. I'm not saying he's not very quotable. It just it just wasn't my wheelhouse. All right, then. Well, we'll move on. Thank you. We'll move on to our next mead. Oh. This is coming to us by way of the Crafted Artisan Meadery. Where the hell are they from? Well, on the bottle it says it's coming from Mogador, Ohio. I'll say that again. Where the hell are they from? Well, on their website, they started in 2012 in Akron, Ohio. Ah, okay. Yes. So, Akron by way of Mogador, I guess, now. All right. Did you know that Akron is home of the Rubber Ducks, a minor league baseball team? No. And I couldn't care less. All right. Their college team is the Akron Zips. Good for them. That sounds racist. (laughs) It's not. I don't care. I believe it's an Impala of some sort. Is their mascot? Well, not only is that racist, it doesn't make any sense either. How does that not make sense? Impalas? Impalas are fast. Oh my god. <laughs> not the car, you idiot. I know not the car. I know the deer-like animal. Okay, alright, good. Why would they pick Impalas to represent that? I don't know. Cheetahs are way faster. Cheetahs kill Impalas all the time. Yeah, but cheetahs never win. Moving on. <laughs> This is the Crafted Artisan Meadery giving us the Pollination Hopped Blackberry Honey Wine. Oh, okay. Yes. So, is there a difference between a honey wine and a mead? No. Honey wine is mead. Just mead is just... honey wine. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Finkel's Einhorn. <laughs> I'm doing that for the audience. Sure you are. I am. Sure. Uh, but this is coming in at 6% ABV. Oh, nice and low. Yes. So not not everything is going to be greatly, bigly, bigly, uh. bigly. <laughs> and as you heard, that's coming not from a cork, but a capped bottle. So our our trusty rusty bottle opener uh, is feeling the love tonight. Yes. Once again. And upon pouring this, we can tell that there's a little bit of carbonation going there on is. here as well. So like I said, not every mead is carbonated, uh, but some are. I'm going to say this is a very cool looking bottle. Yeah, it's a very interesting bottle. It's stout. It's a little short stout. Yeah. It, <laughs> like they chopped a wine bottle in half. See, I was going to say it reminds me of a giraffe with no legs. Okay. How much have you been drinking out of that Apis bottle? Fat bottle, skinny neck. <laughs> Tall, skinny neck. <laughs> How much did you drink out of that Apis bottle? <laughs> Listen, it's been a long day. Fair enough. Now, looking at this one. Uh, it's a bit lighter than that Avis Mead. It is, it is. Avis uh, Mead had that dark cranberry red color. This is 
closer to a rosé, but again, still darker than a rosé. You can definitely tell that the, the carbonation is sticking around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of carbonation not, sticking around. No, and nothing to produce any sort of head or anything like that, but I wouldn't no, expect there is a, that. Yeah, there is a little bit of head once you first open the bottle, mm. and then just a little tiny bit once it pours in the glass. So on the nose... On the nose, this is... Wow. That's a real interesting smell. Yes, it I is. I like that a lot. See, I don't know if I like it or not. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of the hoppiness, and this was hopped with Cascades. Okay, all right. Yeah, this was dry hop with Cascades. Any, any information on the IBUs? Uh, no. <laughs> That's not usually a thing that gets printed up with <laughs> mead profiles. Listen, I don't know these things. I know that. I'm just telling you that's not something that's common that I've seen. <laughs> and obviously you haven't seen it on this one, otherwise you'd have told me. No. Now, this it does have a bit more of a wine smell to it. It on, does. On top it of does. the blackberries, and I'm definitely getting some of the hop. It's a very unique smell. Yeah. It, it's a combination that I don't think I've ever experienced before. It's not a bad thing. I'm just, no. I'm just frightened and... So, I'm just frightened and scared. <laughs> and scared. I don't I don't know what to do with this information. Well, it's time to just man up and jump in. Man up and put it in my mouth. Yeah. All right. And enjoy your little baby honey wine. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm I'm definitely tasting the 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 wine side of things. To me, it tastes a little winey. I'm get I'm getting the wine up front, but oh my god, it has a huge honey aftertaste. Mm. Maybe that's what I'm smelling. Like it tastes like just putting honey on toast. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of in terms of smell? I finally figured it out. Mm. New rubber. Okay. It smells like new rubber. Like tire? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. I'm not getting that at all. It is from Akron. (laughs) I'm not getting that at all, so... Yeah, a little bit. Obviously, it's not a a leg-for-leg replacement for tire smell, Mm -hmm. but I I think that's kind of the direction I'm going with. I wonder, could you do more car comparisons (laughs) with with things in the future to just make people feel bad about this? What do you mean? This smells like brake oil fluid. (laughs) Now, come on. Are you talking dot three or are you talking dot four? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> How about that? That's why I need you to make those comparisons for the audience because I obviously can't. Do you know there's also a dot five? I don't. Point one? No. Actually, no. I think I did put dot five into my, uh, into my break lens. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I really am enjoying this, though. I'm, I... I'm not getting much hop taste. Though. No, no. I'm wondering if it's kind of a... They hopped it just to kind of hop it. Hop it just to say they did. Yeah. So let's let's continue to mull on this one. I'm I'm not completely sold. I don't hate it. I'm sold. Well, I'm not completely sold. Yeah. I'm gonna keep drinking it. I'm sold. I, I like this one. It's uh it's less sweet, and I'm getting a lot more honey out of this one. There is a lot more of a a, a honey taste on this. Mm-hmm. I will say I don't think the nose matches the flavor though. No, no, that, but, that, but that's a good thing because this doesn't taste like rubber. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're smelling rubber. I don't know if that has anything to do with your coriander problem either. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I got that fixed. Okay. I just don't drink beers with coriander in it. Fair enough. That's how I fixed it. Well, while we continue to mull this one over and Adam figures out whether or not it does smell like rubber or what. <laughs> or whether I'm continually broken. Yeah. Uh, let's actually get into a little bit more about the history and just kind of an overview of you know how mead plays into the brewing community. Sure. So let's just start right at the beginning. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what the word mead means, Adam? I do not. Honey. Oh. (laughs) 
It's real simple. So you're saying that the hometown of Voodoo Brewing, Meadville, uh, could be is Honeyville. Could be. Wow. There, there could be a connection there. Wow. A lot of the old languages, the Proto-Germanic, the Slavic, and such, all have a word for mead that you know preceded what mead has became. But we're looking at med, medovina, medus, and meduz. And well, wait, what was that last one? Medus and meduz. Oh, oh, one's oh, with oh, an oh. S, one's with a Z. <laughs> oh, you gotta have that. Uh, but they all meant honey. Oh, all right. Yeah, and eventually it just turned into mead, and that became reference to the drink. Aha. And then honey became its own word. So, any word on whether or not this was a predecessor to beer, or did, was this developed afterwards? Well, as I said in segment one, mead is the father. Thank you for the tie back. Yes. <laughs> mead is the father of uh, all alcoholic drinks, really. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. They found pots in China dating back to 7,000 BC. Okay. And through chemical, uh, their chemical science doctor stuff. <laughs> analyses is what yeah. you're looking for. Oh, analyses? Is that, is that the word? It's the plural of analysis. Okay, so through their analyses, they were able to find that there were chemical structures in these pots that actually held a, a fermented honey liquid. Oh, okay. So if it's fermented honey, it's obviously going to be mead. Mead, right. <laughs> yes. Uh, for comparison, beer mm-hmm. dates back to earliest written records were around 5,000 B.C., Oh, so they had a couple of millennia mm-hmm. head start. But uh, this is also coming from a different section. Like I said, the pots were from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the written records of beer are coming from Egypt, what was Mesopotamia, and Iran. Oh, all right. Yeah. So obviously different regions of the world. Right. Uh, they also found uh, pots in Iran that dated back to you know 5000 BC mm-hmm. and did the same chemical analyses yeah. and found that there were like cereal grains. Aha. Uh-huh. As okay. compared to honey. All right. Yeah. So that's how they came about finding that beer was produced in those areas. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. But mead, mead wasn't just a, obviously wasn't just a Chinese uh, drink. Obviously not. Obviously <laughs> uh, it, not. It, it, it is found in other places. Like Akron. In Akron. <laughs> like Akron, Ohio. <laughs> uh, but because honey doesn't need to be pasteurized, we can just go into the brewing process to explain this. Okay. With beer, you have to boil the grains to get the sugars out of the malt, Mm -hmm. correct? So honey is naturally sugar. Right. And all you need is water and yeast. So that the yeast can eat the sugars to create alcohol. Right. You know, obviously yeast wasn't cultured back in those times. Right. They didn't go to to university. Right. They just depended on yeast in the air. Mm -hmm. And that's how... You know, wild fermentation occurred. Sort of like your farmhouse ales. Exactly. So your farmhouse ales are, you know, occurring through wild fermentation of just yeast in the air. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what would uh, mead would rely on. Gotcha. Just wild fermentation. Hmm. And it, if you only have to combine two <laughs> two ingredients and then let nature take its course, why the hell wouldn't you? Boy, that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't screw that up. Exactly. So uh, moving forward. Um, obviously, mead was pretty big for a long, long time. Right. But it did fall out of favor. As um, pr- uh, production became, as producing grains and production of grains and mash grains and things like that became more common, the price for those would fall. Aha. And the price for honey would rise. So essentially, it was purely economics. Right. That There's, took mead out of favor. Exactly. A lot of, you know. Also, you had things like French specialization of wine. You know, they got into that. So 
so they left mead behind. Bastards. Yeah. And you saw hopped ales become more accepted. Whereas, you know, mead wasn't necessarily hopped all the time. So it sounds to me like if I had, if I lived back in the day, I'd have been drinking mead rather than the beers. Because I probably wouldn't have gotten on that hop train. Probably. It's possible. I'd have stopped with the meads. (laughs) Possible. I mean... You don't really know what meat uh, hops were like back then. That is very true, especially after reviewing George Washington's recipe. Right. <laughs> where he just threw handfuls in right. there. Right, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, actually, George Washington more than likely used uh, cluster hops. Oh. Yes. Okay, then. I found that in later research. Oh, all right. Right. But yeah, like like I was saying, um, it became a lot easier to produce beer than it did to produce meat. One of the other things that uh, would play into that would be fermentation rate. Okay. Beer you can ferment and have done within a couple weeks. So you say a couple weeks for beer, what's the fermentation rate for, for mead? So usual fermentation rate for mead can start at about three weeks, but it can carry on to as long as a few months. Aha. Uh-huh. And then there's an entire aging process that could go on for years if you want it. So it, 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 the turnaround rate is not nearly as good. Right. That's what you have with beer. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I can see where, where mead would start falling out of favor. Right, so if, if grains are cheap and honey is expensive and you can produce beer a lot quicker, obviously beer is going to kind of take that. That's the way you're going to go. Yeah, yeah. But we would see that mead would find a resurgence uh, in 1986, really. <laughs> that seems oddly specific. Seems oddly specific, but that's when Pamela Spence formed the American Mead Association. Oh. Yes. The AMA. The AMA. Not to be confused with the other AMA. Well, no, not to be confused with that because Reddit wasn't around. <laughs> no, the American Motorcycle Association. Oh, my God. What is it with you in the fucking motorsports this week? Yes. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly want to know why I, I'm, I'm so hung up on motorsports? Why are you on motorsports this week? I was actually able to go out and drive in anger last week. Okay. I was actually able to take, take my track car out to the track and drive in anger. Okay. This is the first time this year, so I've I've had that on my mind a lot. So you're all revved up. I'm, uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so to go along with uh, Miss Spence, Ms. Spence, Ms. Spence. I don't know if she was married or not. Ms. Dot. Yeah, but to go along with her starting of the American Meat Association, part of the American Homebrewers Association, as we already mentioned, mm-hmm. they accept meat insiders as part of their community, and I think as we're seeing. In the craft beer community in general, there's an acceptance of meat and ciders. And I can definitely tell you that whenever I have friends in town, whenever we have to do, not have to, get to do any sort of small brewery tour, Mm -hmm. I get to take them around. Uh, Apis is definitely one of the places that I I like to put on the list. Mm -hmm. Because if nothing else, it's a bit of a switch up. Right. Not many people have that much experience when it comes to meat. I have some experience, not enough to be an expert at it by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. But I like to drink it. Yeah, no, it's so it's, it, it's a it's a nice drink and it's a nice switch up, mm-hmm. but it also still falls into those similar tastes. Right. You know, uh, you'll find a lot of similar flavors. You know, we're drinking blackberry. There's yeah. plenty of blackberry beers. Yep. <laughs> this one has hops in it. So just to give you a couple more stats on how meat is gaining its resurgence in America, at least as a as you as we stated before, we wish there was meat around. Right. You know, instead of drinking bum wine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in 2003, there was only 70 meteries in America. That's it? Yeah. That's less than two a state. Right. Yikes. Uh, Currently, though, there's over 200. That's good. That's good. 
But if you think about it, that's still not good. That's still not great because there's over 200 craft breweries just in Pennsylvania. Alone. Right, <laughs> and, and that and that's what I was thinking of in terms of that. If you have over 200, that's four per state. We already have two in Pittsburgh. That means the rest of the state has two to go around. Yeah, and again, this is all dependent on you know how many honeybee farms you can have. So that gives you a, a bit of a clue on the name of the Apis Meadery, uh-huh. uh, which is a play on the apiary, oh, okay. which is essentially a bee farm. A bee farm. A bee farm. <laughs> I know it's obviously not a farm, but a bee farm. A bee farm. Well, that's good. And uh, I think more meaderies are good for the country and good f- in general. Save the honeybees. Exactly. Save the honeybees. Which is part of why we're doing this episode today. On Friday, because tomorrow, Saturday the 19th, is going to be National Honeybee Day. And if you're listening to this after the 19th, well, you missed it, <laughs> but you can still celebrate the honeybees by having a good meat. And saving the honeybees. Yes. Uh, just one one more note. Do you know when the American Homebrewers Association celebrate Mead Day? I do not. First Saturday of every August. Really? So we missed that, technically. Ah. But we can still celebrate the spirit of the month, I guess. There's yeah. a lot of mead and mead-related things Yes. for the month. And there's going to be more mead in my belly, because I'm going to drink more of this. It is. Speaking of, yeah, so that is actually quite the roller coaster of information mm-hmm. with mead. I didn't know that it was that strong and then fell, why it fell out of favor that way. Right. Obviously, it makes sense now, but I just sort of assumed it just this sort of went away. Yeah, again, I mean, as we've learned in the past with loggers overtaking, you know, ales... In the 1800s, it sh- it just all becomes a matter of ease of production mm-hmm. and everything. So uh, when we have ease of production, we're more likely to gravitate towards what we can get easily. Three beautiful words. Cash is king. That too. If it's cheaper to produce and people will drink it, that's what's going to get produced. Yeah, absolutely. But now that we've crested past that in a way, yes. cash is still king, but we've also found that artisanal things yes. have their place. Because millennials are killing everything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn millennials. Goddamn millennials, because they're killing everything by bringing us more choice. Right. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. I, don't, I, I feel nothing for Applebee's. No, absolutely not. I feel nothing for Buffalo Wild Wings. Glad they're dead. (laughs) Well, they're not dead, but they're dying. Remember what I said at the beginning of the episode? It doesn't matter when we record it, but when people hear it. Oh, so stay tuned. Somebody could be hearing this when Applebee's is dead. Second quarter of 2018. Oh, please, oh, please, oh, please. (laughs) Please, oh, please. But yes, uh, we can get back to this artisan meadery known as Crafted. Would that be artisanal? No, no, it's just called the Crafted Artisan Meadery. Ah, but it is an artisanal mead. That's what I'm looking for. Yes. Again, we're drinking the pollination, a hopped blackberry mead. Now, when you say pollination, is it pollination or no, no. pollination? Pollen dash nation. Nation. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Okay. Pollen nation. Pollination. Yes. I can dig it. So, what do you think about this one? I like it. Um, I'm gonna drink a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I might, uh, I might have some problems tomorrow morning at work. I think so. You've been going back to these bottles a lot more than I have. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> You're not my doctor. <laughs> nope, nope. I like it. Uh, I, it is a bit drier than what we had on the Apis. Mm-hmm. That is not a bad thing. It's just different. It's still very smooth. Uh, I do not detect any sort of that booziness flavor that you've had with other 
other drinks. Well, again, remember, this is only 6%, so you're rarely likely to contact any kind of booze. Right. right. That low ABV. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But no, this is a, a good beer. Uh, the honey Good mead? F- I'm gonna have to put one in the swear jar, aren't I? Yeah. I I knew one of us was gonna slip up, and it was me. And it was you. And it was me. Anyways, this mead mm-hmm. definitely has a little more of the honey side of things, like you had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, I'd like that. I like that too. I like that. I I find that really rare to come across when we're drinking beer, that we get a really good strong honey flavor. Yes. And obviously, mead is based off honey. Right. But even the the Apis one that we had didn't have a huge honey flavor to it. This one has a huge honey back end. Yes. Yes. All in all, I liked it. Yes. I'm continuing to like it because my glass isn't empty yet. I'm. Uh, I completely agree with you. I everything you said, like you said, it's a little drier, and I find it not as sweet as the Apis one. It was not. Uh, I'm not getting a lot of the hop notes. I'm, no. I think that might have just been maybe a little bit of a marketer. <laughs> I mean, they sold it to you. So. Yeah, they sold it to me based on it being hopped. Uh, <laughs> I have had I have had hop meads though that definitely have that bitterness to them. Right. You know, just just to let you know they're there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't really find that in this one, but I do like it overall. Would I drink it again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely would. So with that, that is a fine review of the history of mead. Mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got one more thing before we head out. You got the con. There is actually a style of mead mm-hmm. that is known as the braggot. What is that? That is what we're uh, we talked a little bit about it in segment one mm-hmm. when you were saying that we malts aren't really used in mead. This is a style that actually does use malt. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is about as close as you get to mead, honey, <laughs> mead beer. <laughs> okay. This is as close as you get to mead beer. It is uh, usually about a third to almost 50% malt. Oh. But, like, but again, it has to be 51% at least honey. To get into that mead category. Yeah. And okay. I've seen, I've seen kind of both sides of the, sides of the story in that there are craft breweries that will produce brackets, mm-hmm. and there are meaderies that will produce brackets. Okay, so it, it rides that line. Yeah, it rides that line, and there is, it can also simply be that you just mix an ale <laughs> with the mead. <laughs> just simple as, like, making a making a Rattler. A Rattler or a Black and Tan, something yeah, like yeah, that. Just, yeah, just mixing things <laughs> together instead, <laughs> instead of actually brewing them together. That, that sounds like something that was kind of a, a desperation move, and then it turned out to be really good. Yeah. So people started producing that in earnest? Yeah, yeah. I can get behind that. I can get behind that, too. Yeah. yeah. But there's a number of fine ones out there. I kind of wish we had one for the show this week. I looked, couldn't find one. Yeah, not not quite easy to come by. But I, I believe the search is going to continue. Yeah. i got to find one. Yeah, that's something because it also is beer. So yes. <laughs> uh, Actually, the Sam Adams Honey Queen would count as one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's that. I have not found that one yet. Okay. But there you go. And I think that's going to wrap us up for segment two. Yeah. We've got some history. We've got some styles in. Yeah. So let's move on to some dumbass goofiness. Dude, that's been the entire show. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, super goofiness next. I'm keeping my pants on. No, not. I said goofiness, not. <laughs> <laughs> you got an entire, 
entirely different definition of goofy than I do. You've never been goofy with your pants off? Uh, goofy doesn't wear pants. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. You, oh, it's Donald uh, Duck, you dum dum. Oh yeah. Oh wait, are you sure Goofy wears pants? Yes, they're you, green. How do you know that? How do you not? The color of Goofy's pants? Yeah. Who? Why would I know that information? Why wouldn't you? I have no reason to. <laughs> you have no reason not to. <laughs> This can go on forever. Yeah. So let's end the segment. <laughs> we'll do it in the break. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to check to see what color Goofy's pants are. Mm-hmm. I don't ever thought that I would be sending that sentence. I'm going to check to see what color Goofy's pants are. Yeah, you know what? They actually might be khaki and he wears a green shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he doesn't wear pants at all. Yeah, no, he wears pants. Damn it. All right, segment three coming up. Does Goofy wear pants? Nation, we're back for segment three. Yes. Isn't it cool that we were able to hire that voice actor to do that good for old, us? Good old what's-his-face. Good old what's-his-face. <laughs> it's probably Hank area. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, Adam, in the break, yes, we learned something. What did we learn? We learned that Goofy wears pants. Goofy does, in fact, wear pants. However, however, yeah. what color pants? Okay, originally I said green. Mm-hmm. That's automatically wrong. But before we went to break, I did say he wears khaki pants and a green shirt. And that's how he's usually depicted in the Kingdom Hearts games. Now, more commonly, though, he has blue pants mm-hmm. and an orange shirt. Mm-hmm. But in all three of those instances, he wears pants and not no pants. You're wrong. Don't get condescending with me because you don't know that he doesn't even wear pants at all. Yeah, I really don't have a high horse to sit on. Exactly. So So why don't you come down off that fake high horse and tell us about this next mead yeah, I guess coming I, our way. I guess I was wrong about Goofy's pants. Mm-hmm. This is the life I lead. We are actually going to be drinking another local mead to us. Okay. From Kingview Meadery. All right. They're also a, a Pittsburgh product. Okie dokie. This one is the Orange Shandy Draft Mead. All right. This one is, is supposed to simulate a mead on draft. Okay. And So it may have a little carbonation like we found with the last one. I think so. Maybe. I would assume so. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it use, Obviously, it uses honey as its base. It's a mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also uses orange peel Okay. as well as part of its flavor profile. It checks in at 6.9% ABV. So it's a little bit bigger than the last one. A little bit bigger, but still not terribly bigger in comparison to craft beer. Correct. Uh, or let alone in comparison to the Apis. Right. Let's crack this bad boy open. Go for it. I have a hunch this is going to be a different color. I don't think this one's going to be the the bright red colors. No, cran- no, no. The cranberry colors that we had seen with the previous ones. Yeah. Uh, that's And that's part of the fact that mead is... Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, a bit of carbonation in there. There's a lot of carbonation in that. <laughs> That's just sitting in the bottle, and you can hear it bubbling away. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but that's kind of... Holy, holy shit. Yeah, that has a he- that has actual head on it. Wow. <laughs> now, not much head retention. No, but head it's retention got, is nil. 
Anyway, as I'm trying to get to this, this meat is very interruptive. <laughs> no, it's just applauding itself. Uh huh. It already knows that it's good. As I was trying to get to, mead is more likely to take on the properties of everything else that's introduced into it. Yes. So we've, you know, as we've seen with the raspberry blackberry and the blackberry, they both had more of a reddish tint to them. And this one uh, definitely has a yellowish orangish tint to it. Yes. Based on, I would assume, the orange and orange peel that are now included in it. Uh, obviously, it is not red. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, I, honestly, I would look at it as a pale straw. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah, it's a pale straw, almost like a saison. Because it's also hazy. It is. This is. We didn't really talk about it with the previous two ones, but the previous two meads were completely clear. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is hazy, like uh, like a saison. Yeah, and it's definitely got. Obviously, you heard it when I opened it, but it has some high levels of carbonation in it too. Right. So uh, another thing I didn't get into last segment, but I'll point it out now because I think it's pretty you know important to point out mm-hmm. when you when you brew mead. It's most common to use wine yeast. Okay. But I have read instances of using a beer yeast. So when you when you make meat, is that brewing it or is that producing it? Well, it's more of a producing, less than a brewing, because you don't need to heat right. the honey right. at all. Well, I mean, it's best to heat the honey in such a way that it flows easily into your fermenter if you're a home brewer. Right, yeah, in terms of viscosity, that's that's gonna help you immensely. Right, yeah. but you don't need to boil it or anything like that because again, you know, we've read many a time before how mead is, or how honey is that perfect food that never spoils. Right. You know, it, does, it never needs pasteurized mm-hmm. or anything like that. It can just go right into the fermenter. Right. You don't have to boil anything, but you can do that for other steps like adding hops. If you wanted to boil some hop water mm-hmm. <laughs> and then add meat to it. Right. Well, I don't believe I'm going to let this uh, pasteurize, but I'm going to let it go past my tongue. Let's, uh, hold on. So, on the nose. It's definitely distinct from the other two. I'm has, detecting the honey there? I'm detecting the honey. I'm getting a big orange flavor as well. Yes. There's something it smells specifically like, though, but I can't pick it out. A very... I'm trying to avoid saying orange soda, but... If that's what it smells like, then that's what you go for. It's a free country. Do what you damn well please. Yeah, it has almost a very fresh orange soda smell to it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, if you don't mind, I'm gonna drink this. Yeah. Oh, my. Mm. Speaking of orange soda... Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of kind of the direction I'm, I'm going. It's not exactly an orange crush. No. But it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I wanted to avoid it, but... <laughs> it's right there. You can't it's, avoid it, it. It's right in that wheelhouse, and it still maintains some of that effervescence. That think, it, it's bubbly. It is, and I it's think like that, a soda. That, that help, wow, yeah, you're right. Or, as the kids would say, a wobbly pop. <laughs> no child <laughs> born after 1930 has said the damn <laughs> phrase wobbly pop. I don't even know where the hell you pulled that out of. Never heard of wobbly pop before? No, what the hell... <laughs> Wow, you need to get Did out you go one. down to the pharmacy for a malted? <laughs> or did you call it an apothecary? Went down and talked to the soda jerk. Oh, God. <laughs> Where did you grow up? 1910? <laughs> Fast talking high pants. <laughs> Say the phrase jazz cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's got the devil's lettuce in it. 
man, I can't get I can't get over how much this is like drinking a soda. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. It's still. It, I mean, it. Okay, so it's a lot like a soda in that that orange flavor is very prevalent. It's bubbly mm-hmm. like a soda, uh, but it's a lot fresher. It is. It really is. Yeah. Almost like if you got got an orange soda right off the uh, assembly line. Yeah. Right off to the production line, I should yeah. say. They don't assemble it. They produce it. Right. I think that's, yeah. If there was a way to make so maybe it's uh, more similar to, like, Mexican soda that uses all pure cane sugar. Maybe. Like a Yaritos. Actually, if we're going to go with that road, I say we talk with the good people of Red Ribbon. Okay, yeah. Out of Natrona Heights. Yeah. Have you ever had their almond? I turned you on to that. I thought you were trying to get me on the vanilla. No, I turned you on to the almond because I told you it was down at that one giant eagle all the time. Oh, that's right. Itself. On the quip. Yeah. And that's the, I, I got that in the fridge right now. Mm-hmm. Fan, right here. You can't see me, Hop Nation, but I'm pointing at myself. I'm not, so I'm not getting as much honey flavor as I did with the last one. No, no, and I think it's being not necessarily covered up, but it's being outshone by the effervescence and the orange. Mm-hmm. But, man, that is good. It is good. This is way better than if you bought one of those <laughs> shit-ass, not-your-father-whatevers. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. Or, or the Henry's Hard Soda. Right. Don't don't mess with that. Just drink this instead. Yeah, drink this. This is actually made with legitimate ingredients. Right. Whereas I'm pretty sure all of that, all of those garbage things, all those garbage <laughs> drinks are just sugar, water, and coloring. Right. And flavors. Like, it's all processed crap. This stuff is good. Yeah, this, I, is, this is legit. I am a fan of this. So, you said in the last segment that you wanted to get buck wild a little bit. Yeah, let's get buck wild. So, let's uh, let's bring back around a segment we haven't done in quite a while uh-huh. uh, that I enjoy. Yes. Beer fight. Beer fight. Beer fight. This is a good weekend to do big beer fight. You know why? Why? It's SummerSlam. 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 So, who is Brock Lesnar fighting? Or wrestling? Uh, Brock Lesnar is up against Roman Reigns, eh. Samoa Joe, eh. uh, and Braun Strowman. Uh, yes. A fatal four-way. Yeah. Okay, so if that ring doesn't break down and collapse, right? I, I'm gonna be disappointed at SummerSlam. Yeah, you you want that you want that ring explosion spot. Ring explosion. Yeah. yeah. But then again, like I don't know that that's probably gonna be the main event. Do they really want to end the end the match that way? I mean, it's been done a couple of times before, yeah. so. Most recently, they did it with Braun Strowman in the Big Show. Did they really? Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, Braun Strowman superplexed Big Show and just blew that ring up. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I get that. It was a great spot. <laughs> I love that spot. <laughs> we could talk about that all night, but let's, mm-hmm. let's not. Let's get into the beer fight. No, let's get into actual fighting. So what a beer fight is, is we take two beers, and this is, is, is essentially a, a pub a pub argument. Long, long in the history, yes. and in the fashion of Batman versus Iron Man Who and Mario win? versus Sonic. Who would win? So essentially, what this is is we take two beers mm-hmm. and we take their names mm-hmm. and we assume that they would somehow be created in real life. We bring them to life. We bring them to life, and then we bring them to the Thunderdome. To the Thunderdome. And then they fight it out. Two beer enter, one beer leave. Two beer enter, one beer leave. Bust a seal, break a deal. <laughs> no, that's not no, 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 no. That's a whole other movie. No, that's the same movie. I thought it was Bust a Deal, Spin the Wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just did it wrong. Yeah, Bust a Seal is, that's, you got yeah, to pay extra to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
of this movie. <laughs> There's fluids everywhere. Mm-hmm. So to start us off... Engage in that godless pornography. <laughs> a very simple one. A timeless battle uh-huh. uh, that we pretty much know what the winner is going to be, but we still have to have that conversation. Christ uh, versus the devil? No. Okay. No. No, 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 no. We're not getting into that conversation. I want to be around for next week. <laughs> okay. So what we are going to be looking at is Omegong Brewery out of New York. Okay. Uh, there are three philosophers. All right. Versus Weyerbacher's Blithering Idiot. Ah. Who's going to win? Hmm. Three philosophers or an idiot? Well, that, see, that poses a very interesting question because, one, which three philosophers? Uh, let me see here. Nietzsche. Okay. Stan Marsh. Uh-huh. And Garfield. Okay. He hates Mondays, after all. I mean, I don't think you can count Garfield, but we'll say Jim Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I pulled three out of my ass. I don't care. Right. What I'm getting at, though, is... More than likely, if you pick three philosophers, they're not going to agree with each other. True. So, if you can get three philosophers together, they may just start arguing. And it's kind of where the, the blithering idiot will just kind of walk around them yeah. and just walk out of the cage. Right. See, and, and i, I got to agree with you because, have you ever heard the saying, there will always be a better idiot? No, I've never heard that. You can't idiot-proof something? They'll just build a better idiot? Oh, see, now that I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I, I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true, too. I've worked a number of blue-collar mill jobs, and no matter how many safety regulations we put in place, people would still find ways to hurt themselves. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, him again. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds to me like the blithering idiot, um, by default, kind of, a little bit here. Kind of by default. Uh, and also, again, it depends on what kind of idiot we're looking at, but idiots are more likely... To solve their problems with violence? True. That or is very true. You could wind up picking philosophers that are very much peace driven. Yes. And would not act. See, I'm very disappointed in this outcome, uh-huh. but I knew that was what was going to happen. Right, yeah. I, I, I want the philosophers, the what we are using them to represent the intelligent side right. of humanity, to win. Yeah, you're, you're representing academia. That ain't gonna think happen. Maybe just by uploading it, you know, by loading the side. With yeah. three. Right. Three on one. No. Ain't gonna happen, Jack. No, no, no. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Your, your only hope, your only hope is if uh, Sun Tzu is on the three philosophers team. And the art of war. Yes. Yeah. That's your one hope. Yeah. He'll wind up turning the idiot against himself somehow <laughs> and getting him to kill himself. <laughs> that's your one hope if that's your philosoph- if that's one of your philosophers. But again, you have to have the other two not argue with him. Yes. And distract him. Yeah, so good luck getting three people on board. Versus one just rogue idiot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Organizing three people versus just one dumb dumb wrecking the whole shop. <laughs> so the next one is Petrosky Brewing Company. Okay. Uh, they're Super Trooper. All right. Versus the Evil Twin Imperial Donut Break. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. See, now the Super Troopers, they weren't necessarily into donuts, though. They weren't. That they're, is correct. They were in the maple syrup chugging. <laughs> Did you know uh, that film just uh, that film just wrapped post-production? Well, so Super Troopers 2. Super Troopers 2 just finished uh, post-production, and they're looking for distribution. So it should be coming out pretty soon. That's good. I hope it, I, I really hope that's a good movie. I really I, hope so, too. I don't have high expectations. I kind of do. 
I kind of do. I, I hope they don't rely on the first movie too much. Like, hey, remember this joke? Well, yeah. Now it's in front of you again. I think I think because it was produced on kind of a Kickstarter budget, mm-hmm. so it's much more independent. True. And True. I find I think you would find a lot of those. Hey, remember? Remember when? Yeah, I remember. Those those jokes are reserved for studio. True. Those are studio films that you know. I I feel like. The Broken Lizard guys are a little bit better at writing than that. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I, I will reserve uh, one spot for Mother of God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that reserve. One Mother of God is okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that coming back. Oh, Mother of God. <laughs> um, back to the task at hand here. But Super Troopers versus a donut break. Imperial. An donut imperial break. donut break. I don't know how much that matters. It doesn't, but I, I want to... I'm going to assume like Imperial means... Better or like more artisan, yeah. You know, yeah. like like a like a rogue voodoo donut mm-hmm. and that kind of. Well, just a voodoo donut, right? Rogue is the beer. Can, can cops really pass donuts up? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Although honestly, could you or I? No. So. And cops are people, and I'm people. That is true. Yeah, I've checked. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I poked, I poked you in the shoulder before. Yeah. If there's if there's like a really good donut sitting around and I'm on break, I'm gonna have it. Sounds to me like Super Trooper wins. No, Donut wins. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, because the Super Trooper ate the Donut. But did the Donut lure them into a trap? Oh. oh. So you didn't specify. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Six licenses or whatever yeah. is free. <laughs> Maybe the Donut was poisoned. So who's winning this one? Is it is it the Super Trooper? Is it the Imperial Donut Break? Yeah, I guess, well, we didn't, we didn't specify well enough because, I mean, if the Donut's poisoned... I guess obviously this donut, donut wins. Is poison. Mm, ah, nope, can't rhyme anything. <laughs> That's a song, man. I know it's a song. I was gonna try to follow it up with like, uh, never uh, trust uh, some nuts in a smile, but that sounds gross. Ooh, yeah, come that on. doesn't sound donuts right. Yeah, or cream filled. We're not even going near no. that. No. Um, yeah, if the donut's poisoned or if it's luring them into a trap, then donut wins. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't yeah, know what yeah. kind of donut traps there are out there besides diabetes diabetes yeah see donut wins diabetes oh uh, yeah okay all right yeah, <laughs> donut, donut wins, wins diabetes <laughs> <laughs> i should have known that one right off the bat the final one is from uh, mad tree brewing okay the james bond experimental pale ale all right uh, versus the jw lee's brewing company moonraker hmm james bond versus moonraker well, I mean, we already know the outcome of that. James Bond won. <laughs> he did. He did. He flew to the moon. How ridiculous. That's, see, that, that was the point of contention that I had. Uh-huh. James Bond won? Yeah. But did the audience really win? I Okay, so that's setting it up. To, yeah, all right. James Bond as a franchise versus the film Moonraker. Moon <laughs> right. Obviously, we know the outcome of the movie Moonraker. Yeah. But. Yeah. How... Silly was that shit. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, I mean, when Austin Powers spoofs in, I know exactly. Greatly, yeah. Mm, Basically, rip it off, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm still gonna say that James Bond wins in this instance because it did survive. It did. <laughs> it did go on to reboot itself and change Bonds around. Correct. So. James Bond is still around, and not only that, there's another movie coming out, and I believe 2018. Uh, yeah, and Daniel Craig signed up for it, so... You know what? 
at first I didn't I was not a big Daniel Craig fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was the right guy for the job. Okay. I was wrong. That's fine. I I can see how you could think that because the Bond previous was Pierce Brosnan. And that was who I grew up with. Right. That's, that's who you grew yeah, up with. Yeah, that's who I grew up with too. And Pierce Brosnan, he like those films weren't Moonraker campy. No, but they had their moments. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had their moments. But at the same time, there was also just kind of a... Brosnan was much more of a, uh, a comedic. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I did like Brosnan. I wound up watching some of the Connery ones. Yeah. And those, those get kind of hokey and silly, too. They do. They those definitely jet pack, do. Jetpacks and dumb shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was definitely interesting seeing these new ones where they're f- more firmly grounded. Right. But I believe that, uh, I believe I read an article where they were going to try to not necessarily go back to the camp side, but have a little more fun with the movies. A little more levity. Yeah. Yeah, the last two were, have been brutal <laughs> dark. Brutal dark. <laughs> speaking, so, oh, speaking of, to tie it kind of back in as mm-hmm. well, uh, to SummerSlam, Batista was in the last one. Did you see Spectre? I have not. Oh, okay. There's a great car chase. Okay. Between Bond and uh, one of the Spectre villains. Okay. And it's played by Batista. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm glad that he's finding a second life outside of wrestling. He's actually a really good actor. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2? I Did you see 2? No. I just saw 2. And? He is hilarious in that movie. He was hilarious in 1. Yeah. He's Well, he's even better in 2. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he's making bank. Yeah. Good for him. Good for Batista. Good for the WWE. And good for James Bond for winning against yeah. Moonraker. Yeah, good for James Bond for surviving Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a terrible, goofy crap film that was. Yes. Yes, it was. Now, what is not terrible is this mead mm-hmm. that we're drinking right now. Uh, for those that uh, need a quick reminder, this is the Orange Shandy Draft Mead from Kingview out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I like this one a whole bunch. Um... We mentioned in the beginning of the segment how it was very effervescent and uh, reminiscent of just drinking an orange soda. And it, it's keeping that, too. Kind of. I, I was going to say I've noticed it's definitely died off in the bubbliness. It, yeah, obviously in the bubbliness, but on the orange side of things. The orange side of things. It, it's become much more, I'm not going to say orange wine. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that. But it's become, oh... Somewhere better than a shandy. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think I would drink this over a shandy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's better than a shandy, but it doesn't have the booziness of a wine or anything. Because, again, we said it's only about 6.9%. Right. It, it, it has its own kind of category it's living in. It's just good. Yeah, it's just it, good. It's just good. And it's it it's like that not-your-father's-whatever-the-hell, the, the Henry's Hard Soda. It's the natural organic version of that. It's the artisanal version of that. Mm, it doesn't have to be artisanal. It's the natural organic. I, I much rather sell it. Can we just that sell way. it as the good version? Yeah, it's the good version it's of that. The good shit. version. Yeah. yeah. Let's just keep it at that. The good version. Yeah. If you're looking for a good substitute for those kind of crappy, overly sweet. Yeah. This isn't overly sweet. This is not a sugar bomb. No. It's it's sweet. It's not heavy on the honey flavors, mm-hmm. like we said. But not, I, I not heavy on the booze flavor either. I like it. Yeah, you could easily sit down with a number of these, <laughs> and they'll creep up on you. So it sounds to me like we need to put these bad boys in order. Mm-hmm. So what do you have? Use your bronze, your silver, and your gold. I don't know that I'm prepared for that at the moment. You know what? I'm not sure I am either. <laughs> they, they've all been so good. <laughs> but we have to rank them. We have yeah, to rank them. Yeah, we have them. to rank them. 
they've all been so good. As my bronze, I'm going to go with the Avis metering. Okay. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I, that, I think that we're both going to preface this this way. We liked all three a lot. Yeah. But the Apis metery for me, just a little bit too sweet. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't honey sweet. It was the fruit flavor sweet. Just a little too sweet for me, and it reminded me a little bit too much of wine. Even though at 10% it wasn't boozy, it's still something I could see that I might just tire from drinking. Okay, like, yeah. Like, I wouldn't drink that whole big bottle by myself. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. But I wouldn't drink that by myself, but that's absolutely something I would share with a group of people. Mm-hmm. So I like that one a lot. Uh, so, uh, so silver I would give to the Orange Shandy Draft Mead. It reminds me a little bit of a shandy, but it reminds me much more of a hard soda. And an organic and good tasting <laughs> and pleasurable experience. Yes. As compared to drinking any of those giant sugar bombs <laughs> that are just processed sugars and processed alcohol. and Right. Yeah. It's very natural. It's very easy drinking. It has a very good orange flavor to it. Not much honey flavor again, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So for gold, I'm going to give to the crafted pollination <laughs> hopped blackberry mead. That is a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, it was the most dry of the three of them, but it was still very flavorful. It was sweet, and it was the one with the biggest honey flavor to it. That the aftertaste of just kind of this wavy honey flavor. Mm-hmm. I was fantastic, and even though the nose didn't quite match the taste, and I didn't get much hop in the flavor, it's still just uh, the one I would probably drink the most of. So if you had the three of them in front of you, that's the one you'd grab. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Did you figure yourself out yet? I did. Okay, I did. Uh, and my list is different from yours. Okay. Uh, not surprising if you've ever listened to the show before. Mm-hmm. My bronze, and, and like you said, and I got to put it up there as well, oh, these are really good. Yeah, they're, they're really good alcoholic drinks. <laughs> yeah, there's not a bum in the bunch. Um, but my bronze actually uh, actually goes to the Crafted Artisan okay. Meadery, uh, the Pollination. Mm-hmm. Great name, though. Yeah. I like that name. Uh, it was definitely on the dry side. Mm-hmm. With them saying it was hopped, I was expecting a little more of the hop profile that you would see with, with beers. I obviously didn't want to see an IPA because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Right. But I was expecting a little bit more on that front. I was pleasantly surprised by the the honey uh, followed through on the taste. I, I really like that, and I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. But with the, the dryness of it, it just, I, I can't even say it fell short. It just, it was third place. Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that's not an insult. It's still a fantastic mead. My silver uh, actually goes to the Kingview uh, Orange Shandy Draft Mead. You've, okay. you've covered it all very nicely. This definitely tastes more like a, an alcoholic orange soda, not an insult. Right. When you say that. And no, it, no. And it's not, not in this case. <laughs> correct. And it's not one of those sugar bomb, not your father, blah, 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 blah. Right. This is good. This is a good version of what you should be doing. If you ever like anything like that, grab one of these. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, do yourself a favor. And grab one of these. <laughs> Just to compare it and realize, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, that you've been treating yourself terribly all along by not drinking this thing. Yeah. So that leaves us with the, the Apis Raspberry Blackberry. Uh-huh. 
Uh, that one, I just really like the combination of the two berries. Uh, on the nose, it definitely had the the best nose on it. It was very yeah. fruitful. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I really liked that. It was very sweet. It was very smooth. I might drink the whole bottle. I'm not going to work the next day. <laughs> but I, I might be willing to, to, to drink that bottle myself. And yeah. obviously, I, I would definitely share that with, with friends and family when they were over. Yeah, maybe that's like an all-day tuck-in. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And you kind of just keep going back to it during the day while you're doing chores and such. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, but that was – it. I was really enjoyable. Yeah. So for me, that one that one gets the gold. I'll say it again. Just because you weren't gold doesn't mean you weren't good. Right. Because all three of these are really good. Yeah, they all were. And I think the, they were pretty good examples for our first meet episode. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to put these out there and say everybody should go try everything that we had tonight. Yeah, yeah. Just because we're, we're a craft beer podcast doesn't mean that... You shouldn't go try it. You definitely should. Yeah. Well, we're also a home-brewing podcast. We are. And we are, yes. And as we've said multiple times this episode, mead does fall under that umbrella of home-brewing. Yeah. Uh, so don't be afraid to go try home-brewing yourself. It's technically easier, but you do have to wait longer. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. So what do you say we get some, some shout-outs on our, our social media stuff? Steve, I know that's your wheelhouse. Yeah, with that, I can start plugging everything plug, about plug, us. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> you have had too much. <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for us on social media, then you want to search Hop Nation USA. And that will find you Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday then we have a number of outlets for you to find us on at the moment. You can find us on Stitcher and Podbean and SoundCloud for now. They were saved at the last minute. Right. (laughs) Uh, You can continue to find our episodes on there. And you can also find us in the Google Play Music App Store and the iTunes Music App Store. Uh, If you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star review, and that actually helps our show get bigger and greater exposure. Yes, it does. I say that because the majority of podcasts are uh, listened to through iTunes, but if you're on any of those other platforms, please subscribe and rate on those as well. So if they enjoyed the show, how should they get a hold of us? If you want to contact us directly and email us about more meads or how we should get back to beer (laughs) (laughs) or other colors of pant that goofy wears (laughs) uh you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com i think that about wraps it up i think that about wraps it up too this is a fantastic episode uh i just want to say this is the end of episode 24 so we're going to be going into episode 25 and just a little tease for that. That's going to be a very a big episode. That is a big episode. That's going to be I'm a big episode. Uh, the beers we're going to have are going to be big. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Can't wait. So tune in next week. We're going to be celebrating our 25th episode with some big, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> big beers. <laughs> and uh, that's all we have for you tonight. Anything else, Adam? No, uh, we need Sam back for next week. We don't need him. We just want him back. Well, Sam should want to come back next week. I agree. I want him back. Yeah, I want him back as well. Baby, come back. Come back to boom, boom.
Bye. <laughs>